So let's review. We have a drunken corruptocrat who obviously engages in insider trading on, well, a weekly basis, who months ago was screaming for people to take to the streets as cities were being burned to the ground or parts of cities. And she's running things for the Democrats. China is one of the freest societies in the world. Don't take it from me. That's from Freedom House. We have a senile, painfully senile, lifelong grifter who is, to, to, to use Mark, Mark Levin's phrase, a backbencher, still is, who is acting as figurehead. Power. It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. China is one of the freest societies in the world. And Mitch McConnell is saying we Republicans might not have a very good midterm election. Uh, have a lot of uh, problems with, uh, with, with quality candidates. Uh, they don't even have any interest in, in taking pharma money. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. Thank you to my brother and my friends and partner in the show, Dave the Digital at GreenhavenInteractive.com. Super simple. Do you need Dave's services? Go to the Google machine, search for your company. Are you in the top five search results? If not, Dave can help you, or you can pay Google money. It's greenhaveninteractive.com. We have a woman who acts as spokes liar, who has her job because she uh, is a biologist and therefore knows she's black. Uh, she's a biologist and therefore knows she's a woman. And she's a sociologist, therefore knows that she is same-sex attracted. So I'll say this. The president has been very clear, you know. As you know, the president has been very clear, very clear, very, very clear. We need more money to plan for the second pandemic. He's been very clear. There's going to be another pandemic. The president is doing what the president is. Your, the president is. That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up have cancer. These are items that the president has been very clear on. End of quote. Repeat the line. And so the president has been very clear. The president has been very clear. I was going to put him uh, foot, excuse me. The president has been very clear. Like a billion, 200 million. 707, 777, 737,000, Very, very clear. All you got to do is look what is being played on, played the, 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 this morning. Look, the president has been very clear. But is he going to specify exactly? No, but he has. The best way to get something done if you, if you hold near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway. <laughs> I wish I could give credit. No, I can't. It's actually, uh, I'll admit it. I'll admit it. Lazy, lazy. That was uh, the RNC research team. Good work, guys. Good work. 
So that's the presidents, we're told, the figureheads, and Mitch McConnell. Uh, that's some candidate, uh, quality, quality, quality candidate issues. Um, may not have a very good, uh, a very good midterm. Uh, yeah, pre- pre- President Biden is doing important things. Uh, American, Mar- Mar- American people like. U.S. government just facilitated a new partnership between two American firms and the government of Angola to invest two billion dollars in building the new solar projects in Angola. Right. Mitch McConnell saying that we're going to have a bad midterm for Republicans is because Mitch McConnell refuses to run on any issues that matter to Republicans. And as I'm researching the show and was going to, well, doing so research since it's researching the show, I saw that Tucker Carlson took this, this, this notion to an ultimate conclusion. It was to me, one of the best monologues that's ever been delivered in media. And Tucker's influence is huge. So I can't match Tucker for influence, but I'm also willing to say some things that I don't know that Tucker is quite willing to say. Or maybe he just doesn't believe it because I think he's an honorable man. Number one is this, Mitch McConnell hasn't been hurt by being in second place even a little bit. It hasn't touched his bank account. It hasn't touched his pay. It hasn't touched his stock portfolio. In fact, I bet you Mitch's wealth has gone up during this period of time as most people who work at high levels in D.C. have had happen. I bet you that Mitch has gotten richer during this period of time. So it's not hurting him to be in second place. Why then would he care? Why then would he work hard to seek to get out of second place? If second place keeps him in charge of second place people. Because if a new breed of senators come in and they are in fact people more aligned with President Trump's views, that is the view of America first, which has a lot to it. It's not just jingoism. It is that America is no longer acting in its best interests. It's like we talked about last hour, fiduciary duty. We have a fiduciary duty um, as Americans to, first of all, take care of ourselves. You have to take care of yourself before you can take care of other people. They say the same thing on airplanes anytime you get on airplanes. They remind us, look, in the unlikely event of the loss of cabin pressure, a oxygen mask will drop from the ceiling. Though the bag is not inflated, the oxygen will be flowing. Pull the bag down, place it firmly upon your face, and use the elastic uh, straps to put them around both ears. If you're flying with someone who needs assistance putting the mask on, please put your own mask on first before applying it to the other person. Because if you're passed out, you're, you're not good to anybody. So Mitch McConnell doesn't care particularly about being in the majority if it's not hurting Mitch McConnell, particularly if being in the minority is going to hurt Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell can be proven to not care about this with one simple question. What is the Republican message? What is it? What should it be? 
What's the Democrat message? Well, they have a real problem because they've got a figurehead president. So what is their message? Trump is evil. Republicans want to kill IRS agents. Republicans want to ban books. Republicans want to kill kids who are we, we call transgender. That's what they call them. Republicans want to strap women to beds and force them to be impregnated by their neighbor men. That's their message. What's the Republican message? Democrats are wayward. Now, this could be understandable if there wasn't a message waiting to be had. Let's look at some of the data that Mitch McConnell's causing Mitch McConnell to pretend that he just can't win elections. Uh, Herman, I, I, I don't, I, I don't run, I don't run our election department. Uh, you, you understand? You worked in D.C. I don't run the election department. Uh, I'm not not state senator. I represent the state, state of Kentucky. No, Mitch, you are in the meetings with the National Republican Senatorial Committee. You're in the meetings with the Republican Governors Association. You run the RNC right now. You run the National Congressional uh, Commission or Republican uh, Congressional Committee. You run that because you run the fundraising. I know that you work with your dear friend, Kevin McCarthy and all this, but you run this stuff, Mitch, and everybody who's ever worked there understands you're the top dog because you've got all the pharma money, Mitchell. So if you look at what's gone on with Mitch, the surrender monkey, the head of the surrender monkey caucus, look at this. So-called minority support. And by the way, if you're new to the Todd Herman Show podcast, when I say so-called minority, I don't mean to say that, that there aren't people who have different skin colors. I just think race is a construct meant to divide. I think it's silliness and goofiness to concentrate on it. I think people's heritage and background and language and ideas and art and music and literature and myths and I believe that matters and, and their faith structures. I believe that matters a lot more than the melanin level of their skin or the height of their cheekbones or the shape of their eyes. Forgive me for concentrating on the depth and nuance of the human being. So when I say so-called minority, I am simply pointing out the fact that this is a construct meant to make people feel like they're fighting a behemoth by calling them a minority. You're a minority. You got to get into the majority. Uh, 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 you know, uh, Hispanics need to, to to punish their enemies. Barack Obama, from legal insurrection, noting a uh, a series of polls, the left is using the battle for the minds of the American electorate. Morning consult research shows this is a morning consult poll shows the sharpest move towards conservatism among so-called minorities. Quote, in five years, the liberal advantage among Hispanics went from a whopping 25 points to just five points. Uh, Canada, Canada, quality issues. Says a man who refuses to run on what he considers to be social issues. The Republicans could be running on, we're going to give parents the choice in schools. When you give us the House and the Senate, we're going to fight to give parents the right to choose what schools their kids go to by giving you the money. We will be depositing money in your accounts for you to give to the school of your choice. You get to choose. They could be saying that. Don't want your kid told that there's no such thing as a boy or a girl and doctors just take a big, big, huge, wild guess. 
When a baby's born, I don't know. I can't tell if this is a boy or a girl. I never took that class. They could run on that. What's Mitch super excited about? I uh, met with the president, told him we need to have a clean markup bill. Uh, and and he, he responded within 15 minutes. Uh, we went to the floor. And, uh, and now Ukraine, ha- Ukraine has another uh, $49 uh, billion in, 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 uh, in a blank check. That's, that's his focus. Mitchell's. There's this. In Germany, there's been panic. Wall Street Journal. The unexpected move by Russia to temporarily halt gas flow complicates efforts by Germany and much of Europe to fill gas reserves as a stave of widespread rationing to keep its population warm through the the continental winter and avert factory shutdowns. Side note. May I provide a side note? Two years ago, the World Economic Forum warned there was going to be a long Dark winter. Weird. So weird. Especially since the figure had himself said before he became ludicrously absent-minded, the figure had himself said, if you want Putin to start a war, try to park a NATO country next to him. Now we're parking two. All right, side note over. That's McConnell's focus. He wants to blame the quality of candidates because he wants to stay in second place because he doesn't, the the quality of candidates he's talking about are people who do not respect his so-called leadership. So he's offering a dour prediction. McConnell conceded Republicans face a tough task in flipping the Senate majority. It's one vote. McConnell said candidate quality has a lot to do with the races and a nod to the GOP's current struggle. Uh, I think there's uh, probably a greater likelihood uh, House flips in the Senate. Uh, Senate races are just different. Uh, they're statewide. Uh, candidate quality has a lot to do uh, uh, with the outcome. Okay. Okay. We can talk about Mehmet Oz, who's a clown. And the guy's running against is a pervert. So it's a clown versus a pervert. I'll take the clown. That's the one example they give, J.D. Vance. That's a candidate quality issue. Why? Representative Tim Ryan's performing better than expected against author J.D. Vance. What are you doing, Mitch, to help J.D. Vance? Are you giving him money? Are you giving him stature? Do you respect his ideas? Do you respect his, his views are different than yours? No, you do not. What's the message? The message could be, uh, we're dealing with a situation where Democrat governors and mayors uh, just simply allow uh, criminals to run wild. Uh, and, and, and look, the federal government has some limits. Uh, one, one, one of the limits we don't have is, is federal money. And if you, if, if Republicans are given the majority, I will, I will have on, 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 on President Biden's desk, uh, a bill to, to withhold federal monies from any 
uh, jurisdiction that, that allows cartels and, and drug dealing uh, and gang activity to continue to fester. We're, we're going to take our federal money and, and give it to municipalities that, that will enforce the law. I stand with Ron DeSantis, who recently uh, suspended his, his state attorney general for refusing uh, to uphold the law. That's, that's what we're going to do. We're, is it that stinking hard? They hold everybody else up using federal monies as the carrot and the stick. Is it that hard? Now, I don't think there should be any such thing as the federal government involved in funding local police, but there is. And Mitch is glad to use that. Uh, Herman, my wife was a, uh, my, my wife ran a, uh, was a secretary of transportation. She understands how, how federal money works. I know, you, I know she does, Mitch. I know that's one of the ways you got even wealthier. I get it. I know that you understand how it works. This is not a candidate quality issue. What is the message? Uh, it's hard to have a message, Herman, when you got a, a, a former president uh, who's now under, 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 under FBI investigation. Oh, okay. Oh, that must be the issue. That must be it. Oh, what's this? What? What is this? NBC poll shows Trump got a bump despite the Mar-a-Lago raid. People want a Republican Congress. What's this? The recent NBC News poll has a lot of bad news for President Biden and the Democrats. This is coming from Legal Insurrection writing about this poll. Former President Donald Trump has a few dim spots, but overall comes out well for him. Uh... You'll notice as you read through this, he says some of the uh, follow-up questions don't always align with the related questions. So the poll has some problems. I wonder if NBC News regrets the poll because the article about the poll concentrates on one part. 57% of respondents want investigations into Trump to continue. Another article insisted that attitudes towards November elections have uh, entered uncharted territory. Yeah, but then there's this. The poll occurred between August 12th and 16th and before the end of the Mar-a-Lago or and before and during the Mar-a-Lago raid. So this was definitely part of it. The NBC News polled 1,000 registered voters, 51% women, 48% men, 89% are not Hispanic or Latino, 77% white, 12% black, 75% no children. On the state of America, 74% think America is off on the wrong track. Uh, we got a uh, candidate. Uh, uh, candidate quality issue, Herman. Five years from now, will the U.S. get better or worse or the same? Get better, 36%. Get worse, 34%. Same, 21%. Uh, candidate. Candidate control issues. Do you feel confident that America's best years are, are, are ahead or worried that the best is behind us? Ahead, 35%. Behind, 58%. Uh, candidate control issues. Did you say control issues, Mitch? Well, I meant candidate quality. I didn't say candidate control. You said candidate control. 42% of voters think it, the, um, a bill, an inflation reduction bill is a good idea. <laughs> what a ridiculous question. Biden, Trump, Republicans, and Democrats. Biden's approval stayed at the same 42%. His approval for handling the economy bumped up to 40% from 33% in May because they p- pretended to help something. 
Trump also received, oh, pardon me. However, 39% feel very negative towards Biden, while only 20% feel very positive. Trump also received a bump in the poll despite the Mar-a-Lago raid, 23% very positive compared to 21% very positive in 2022. <laughs> There's more people who feel very positive about uh, President Trump than the figurehead in an NBC News poll. <laughs> but man, those candidate quality issues. Dang it. Uh, you know, in the Republican Party, you back to nominee. Uh, and I know uh, some people uh, want to have uh, someone uh, who is a bit of a, a more of a grenade thrower uh, uh, than, than, than Senator Romney. Uh, but look, Senator Romney has, has described himself as a staunch, uh, severe, uh, he calls himself a severe conservative. So, I know there's people who think that we, we should run uh, slightly, slightly to the right uh, of Attila the Hun. Uh, but, uh, it's, uh, you know, you've backed, you, you, you backed the nominee uh, that, that you got. And, and that's, that's uh, Mitt Romney. And I have, I have, uh, I have complete confidence in Mitt Romney. He is a, a severe, uh, a brutal, uh, brutal conservative, brutally severe. Right. It's a candidate quality issue. If only there were messages, like one big message. Oh, I got an idea, one big message. One big message, I got an idea. So by Friday, I will have lost about uh, 2.5 pounds of fat. Misplaced it. I think I left it in the boat, actually. What does, do you, did it ever occur to you? Where does it go? This is a weird thing. I did not know this until I took off 150 pounds of unwanted fat. Right now, I am finishing off, taking off seven and a half that grew around my middle because I got lazy with the energy drinks. I drank too many of them. And the soda weight loss protocol is what I'm using to do that. Sodaweightloss.com. And I, I, this never occurred to me. I know that when you are using fat for energy, which is what the soda weight loss protocol does. It kicks your body into a gear where your body prefers to burn fat over carbs for fuel. Well, that's how you work through the unwanted fat. You use it. It's not like it goes to waste. You use it. I mean, your body views it as an investment. That's, that's how it views it. Hey, I'm investing for hard times. Makes sense, but you don't need that much because you could create hard times. You can create hardened arteries and, and joint pain and heart problems and lung problems, all, and, and then just less fun. So when you burn the fat, there is some like residue left over and you urinate that out. Now, why am I even saying that? I'm going to give you a hint. Wonder one of the crazy things when you're in the, the soda weight loss protocol, they're going to ask you to drink a bunch of water. Want to know why? Number one, it eads, eases the process of the unwanted fat pouring off your body. Number two, it increases your metabolism. Question, when's the last time someone actually talked about water? Or this, what time exactly should you have your last meal? Now, your answer is going to be different than mine. 
because you're a different human being. But when was the last time you had someone say that? Like these other, like, hey, swimsuit size and hey, look good in the swimsuit thing. And hey, the, the, the chicks, they like a ripped chest. True. And like, that's not going to happen for most people. When's the last time someone talked about a little detail? Like when is your last meal during the day or when's your first? Oh, by the way, what should the first meal be versus the last? Is there a difference? There is. And you're a different person than I am. So when Soda Weight Loss creates your plan, it's going to be based upon you, your trigger foods, your habits, you, you, the sort of foods that you seek. It's going to be based upon your activity level, your tolerances. Oh, yeah. Food allergies? You bet. I have a loved one who has a lot of food allergies. She loves the soda plan. Every time I see her, she looks happier. It's sodaweightloss.com. S-O-T-A, weightloss.com. Soto, it's a weird name. S-O-T-A stands for state of the arts because they are. Sotoweightloss.com. What Mitchell is doing is Mitchell is playing the long game because Mitchell can play the long game. Mitch McConnell will never need to work again a day in his life. His wife, who ran the transportation department, which is something that really shouldn't exist, she will never need to work again in that life. They are multi, 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 multi millionaires. Many times over. Through government. Well, some stuff on the side, you know. Gotta have a, gotta have a side hustle. He's playing the long game. He's waiting for this all to cool down. He's waiting for this mania to cease. What is the mania? The mania are people saying, hey, we think DC is lying to us all the time. That's what we think. That's a mania to him. So what could the message be? Because you can do crime, that'll work. You can do sexualizing our children, that will work. School choice, crime, school choice. Gas prices, yeah, that's a big deal. And I heard Tucker Carlson say this. I just want to give credit where credit's due because sometimes people steal from me and they don't give me credit and it hurts my feelings. I heard, I heard Tucker say it, I got it. Gas prices, though, that's average political talk. We don't live in average times. We live in a time of a cultural revolution. So the message could be, the Uber message could be, we're going to fight corruption at every level, starting with our own level. You elect Republicans, every single Republican who comes into office will agree to put their investments into a blind trust, all of them. No active investing. In fact, every Republican who comes into office will simply put their money in a money market account. You want no active investing? There's no active investing. We're not here to get rich. I, and I, Mitch McConnell, will do the same. We will launch on day one an investigation into government corruption from every angle, starting with our own. We're going to look at our own party first. Then we'll look at the FBI. Because incidentally, the FBI's approval rating is in the churlet. 
could do that. But that would require being willing to do that or at least be willing to fake it. But see, he can't get there because we talked about the love of the institution. Mitch does. Mitch, Mitch knows exactly what goes on in D.C. What he loves is that he runs the institutions. And there's no better sign for this than this moment. Mitch McConnell, during the height of the, of the fake pandemic. There was never anything pandemic level ever, never got near pandemic level. This was at the time where Fauci was pretending that he didn't, that he thought that we didn't have immune immunity to this. He was lying. He knew at the time we had immunity. The data is eminently clear. The Princess Cruise Lines event proved humans have immunity to this. Most human beings have immunity to this or can develop it very, very quickly through T cells and crossover immunity. It was during this time frame, during the height of the lockdown, that Mitch McConnell is asked this question. And this is Mitch McConnell. This is what he's talking about. I want to ask you someone, in whom do you have 100% confidence at all times in their job? In whom? Do you have 100% confidence in your boss at all times? Your boss will always make the right decisions. No, of course you don't. Mitchell McConnell. Regretfully, this is not over. There were some who hoped this would get away. Okay, stop. I can't stand it. When he's doing that, he's laughing at Trump, who was right. Rush Limbaugh, God rest him, was right. It was a flu. Sorry, I got to start this over. Regretfully, this is not over. There were some who hoped this would get away, would would go away sooner. That's acting. It's play uh, acting. It has. That's he's lying. He's play acting. Straight talk here that everyone needs to understand is this is not going away until we get a vaccine. We'll be working on a new package beginning next week. I've been in consultation with the administration, as you can imagine. I'll have some recommendations to make. And then the way the political process works, I'll have to sit down with Senate Democrats and we'll see what the way forward is. What's your level of confidence in Dr. Fauci at this point? Uh, total. Total. Why? Why? Because he's a creature of DC. Because Mitch McConnell knows Fauci is helping him get rid of Trump. Knows it. It's, it's, listen, in that event, that little play acting bit he did there, <laughs> uh, people uh, <laughs> who thought this should go away <laughs> sooner, he is referencing the president from his party. That's who he is throwing shade at, to use the nomenclature of the left. At that moment, he knew exactly what he was doing. This is Mitch happy to be in second place. That's the same Mitch. What harm came to him because of the lockdowns? Nothing. What harm came to him because of these injections? Nothing. He's a clever man. He's a scheming man. He's good at putting stuff behind him. He's good at acting like, uh, and, and just making people forget his role in things because in all honesty, Mitch McConnell is a, he's a forgettable man. It's the gray man tactic. It's brilliant. And now Fauci is retiring. He's retiring. 
and we can go back to the corruption thing. He's getting how much to retire? This guy, Fauci's getting how much to retire? Dr. Fauci, give us vaccines. Help all the people who have been quarantined. We'll wear our masks and we'll have to stay distant. We'll wash our hands and we'll be more resistant. Fauci, yes, promise us, please. We'll have a cure that can fight off this disease. Restrictions will lift with some ease. Dr. Fauci, don't forget me. It's said that a great con artist gets away before the cops can catch him. No, pardon me, a good artist. Good con artist gets away before the cops can catch him. A great art, a con artist never needs to leave town. I don't think Fauci's gonna leave town after he retires and he's tied to the hip with Mitch McConnell who says it's a candidate quality issue. You'll hear some parting words in the long goodbye from the nation's most successful serial killer. The people at, at Bulwark Capital Management, um, they operate as a team. I know we put a lot of concentration on Zach, which makes sense. He is the chief investment officer. And he's the guy who comes on the, on the podcast and has his own radio show at knowyourriskradio.com. But understand this, that Zach does such a good job of hiring. It's a weird thing. He's got a couple of people who were pastors on his team. And have come up to be investment advisors and they work for Zach and they've learned from Zach. And I guess it's not weird because Zach views his job as stewarding money. And the people have come on his team. He said, you know, Todd, I felt kind of bad. I mean, people leaving the pastorhood to come to work with me. And then I realized it's an extension of a mission. Now, if you go to the Bulwark Capital Management website, you're not going to see Christian money advisors or Christian financial advisors. They don't tout that because that's not the way to honor the Lord is to say, hey, do business with me because I'm a Christian. I mentioned this because I want you to know who Zach is. I want you to understand, though, as he hires, it's talent. He looks for talent. He looks for honesty, but he looks for something else. He looks for people who've been knocked down a few times. That's pretty cool. Now, clearly he's not hiring people with a track record of losing people's money, far from it. But if you haven't been kicked in the teeth by life a few times, you can get a pretty good solid ego about you. You can start thinking that you're pretty important. You can start thinking that you're pretty solid, that you don't need to continue to learn. That's another thing about working at Bulwark Capital Management, Zach is a teacher. He constantly sits with his team. They constantly review the results. When they win and they've got great quarters, they sit down and say, what did we do right? How could we have done it better? When there's a down quarter, sometimes this happens or down cycles or they don't exceed expectations. They spend a lot of time on that. Not, not to point fingers, not to throw under the bus, but because Zach is stewarding his employees' knowledge at the same time as he stewards our money. And 
It's his zealous focus on risk management. <laughs> you think of the financial world right now. Find me the part that's not risky. So the, the, the applied theory of risk management is how they spread their bets, hedge upon hedge, never an egg in, never eggs in one basket or anything like one basket. Well, and they chop them up so much that it's egg fragments. It's all to manage risk. Growth is fantastic. Risk management, 10 to five, five to 10 years out from retirement. That's what matters. Call Bulwark Capital Management, 866-779-RISK. That's 866-779-RISK or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice can be given with a client service agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Czech Financial LLC and SEC registered investment advisor. So Fauci with the long goodbye. And we're going to hear a lot of this stuff, a lot of it. Who's become known as America's doctor. The nation's top infectious disease expert, Anthony Fauci. You are uh, seen to many as a, a superhero. Dr. Anthony Fauci, American hero and New York Yankee fan. You've done so much for this country in terms of this crisis, so I really appreciate your insight. Who better to give us answers that we can trust than Dr. Anthony Fauci? The perfect person to answer our questions today. Joining us now, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Dr. Anthony Fauci, appreciate your candor. Dr. Fauci, appreciate the candor. We appreciate your service to this country. We appreciate your service. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. Greatly appreciate your service to America. Thank you for your 37 years of service, I believe, to seven presidents, and thank you for your work over the past year. Name for me the other government employee who gets a greeting like that. The other bureaucrat. Why? Because he is Mitch's boy, because he's DC's boy, because he's Pharma's boy, because Pharma owns mainstream media. Pardon me, the Mockingbird media. It owns it. BlackRock owns Pharma. BlackRock owns Mockingbird Media. Together, they have this message control factor. This man has been a pimp for Pharma his entire life, and he is a psychotic murderer. And is that clear enough? And if I need to, how about if we just do this? How about if we just go to a little quick clip of one of the last interviews this guy gave? Well, latest, because he's going to give so many. By the way, you think there's not going to be a second Fauci film? And we'll, I'll, I will do my very best to not stop this like two minute clip 66 times. We've been fooled before. We didn't fully appreciate the magnitude of HIV back. Okay, let's stop right there. <laughs> Sorry. This is a man who lied during HIV. Well, I mean, it's still there, but this is a guy who said that kids could catch it by standing in a room with someone who had it. He said that. This is a guy who took a drug, AZT, that was so poisonous, the guy who invented it didn't patent it because it was so poisonous, he never wanted to see it used. And he began shooting people up with it. At the same time, ignoring some of the common factors of men who were getting this disease or this this condition, such as the rampant drug use in the, in, the, in the club culture, such as the rampant lack of sleep in the club culture, such as the constant always on sexual activity in the clubs. There was a lot of things going on that could destroy the immune system. And then there's this. People who've studied that period of time say, you know all those sores 
Remember this, when someone had bad HIV, they developed these sores. There's good reason to believe that came from AZT, which again was so poisonous that the guy who invented it said, hey, I don't want to patent this. Remdesivir, same, well, it's patented. But it's poison. Back in the early 80s, when I first got involved, when the first cases were recognized, and there were so many things we learned on the run with COVID. Okay, but on the run, you were learning things at the same time as you were shoving AZT into people's veins. On the run, you were learning things, but you were telling people that little kids could catch this stuff by standing around if grandpa had HIV. I mean, the things that we thought we knew in the beginning turned out as the months went by to not be the case. You're a liar. You knew at the time that you funded gain-of-function research at the Wuhan lab. You knew at the time that involved SARS viruses. You're a liar. You knew that your mobbed-up friend, Ralph Barrick, and all the other mobbed-up people had been trading patents back and forth on this stuff for three years. You're a liar. You knew that there was this desire to use mRNA. You'd been baking it up forever, even though it had failed and been drawn because it hurt too many people. And by the way, killed too many mice. You knew that. You are a stone cold liar in every aspect. Which really forced us to adapt and to change. No, because you in fact ignored longstanding protocols, your own protocols. The World Health Organization said, do not lock down in the case of an upper respiratory virus. Your own team said, do not lock down in the case of an upper respiratory virus. A study in 2011 by Harvard physicians took a strong look at the Spanish flu as I've made clear countless times. Anyone who studies that performance said the lockdowns at the point of a gun made no difference. No, Tony, you are lying your way out of town. And Mitch McConnell, uh, total confidence in uh, in Tony Fauci. And and we have candidate control. Uh, I, I, sorry, Herman, don't, I didn't mean control. We have, we have candidate quality, uh, quality issues. Some of our policies and recommendations. That was interpreted by many as flip-flopping. No, it wasn't interpreted as many as flip-flopping. It was flip-flopping because it was done on purpose. How do we know this? Because the Harvard paper, 46,000 participants in this was how to psyop people. Keep them confused. Keep them scared and confused that they don't know what's going on. That was part of the paper, Tony. That's why there was the psyop of the masks that you yourself betrayed. We all watched you walking around without masks when you thought you weren't on camera. We all watched it. Uh, I, I've, I've told, told confidence in, in Tony Fauci. Or not really knowing what's going on when it really was the evolution of the science. It wasn't the evolution of the science. It was the de-evolution of the science. You took it backwards. Oh. God forgive me for what I was going to say. But one of the lessons that I hope we learn is that we've got to be prepared. We've got to be able to respond, but we've also got to be flexible. Tony. My opinion of you doesn't matter. 
You're going to take 400 grand a year to sit around. You're going to use the money you've been given on the side. And we all know you've been given money on the side. Your wife's going to retire. She's going to get something close to 300 grand a year. By the way, the average doctor doesn't earn. I didn't know this. The average doctor earns about 200 grand a year. If that. For working. Fauci gets what? 400 grand for not working? In his pension? Tony, my opinion of you doesn't matter. But man, I think of a biblical phrase, to whom much is given, much is expected. And I don't begin to even think I can ever even understand the mind of God, let alone the opinion of the Lord. But I do imagine the day the Lord Jesus sits with Tony Fauci on that judgment day and says, you were given a lot, Tony. You were given a lot. What did you do with it? What did you do? And could you imagine the Lord Jesus, because he could do this, bringing around Fauci every life he stole, everybody he gave neurological problems to, every dad and mom he killed, and saying, this is what you did with the talent I gave you to be a doctor. This is the fruits of your labor. Now, look, we will sit, we will, we'll stand before the Lord or kneel before him more accurately, and we'll have our judgment. And the things that we think are secret, the Lord will say, oh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm fully aware of what you thought and did and wished you did. I, I know everything. And I also know that you've repented. I know that you came to me. I know that you confessed. What? Would need what would Fauci and McConnell need in order to confess? They'd need to know they'd committed crimes, sins. They're not capable of knowing that. That's been taken from them. So Mitch McConnell says it's a candidate control issue. It's not a candidate control issue. Well, I keep saying it, a candidate quality issue. It is a candidate control issue. That's the Freudian slip. It is. These are people Mitch can't control. That's the quality. These are people who smell the stink. These are people who understand the rot. Most of them, not Mehmet Oz. He is the rot. J.D. Vance understands the rot. Joe Kent, although running for the House, not the Senate, understands the rot. The solution? It's everything we talked about last hour. Oh, one more thing. I got an email and I just, I, I have to ask for input on this because, man, I think this is I don't know. You'll see the email. It's, it's apparently someone is of the opinion that I attack President Trump personally. We'll get to that in just a second. Hey, I want to remind people, um, I did fill up my table. Uh, Coeur d'Alene. 
September 8th coming up, um, September 8th around lunchtime in Coeur at the Coeur Resort. This is in Idaho. A friend of mine named Joel Stewart is giving a speech. Um, and it's funny because Joel, this he is such a humble man. I don't know that I'd be humble if I were him. And that's probably good that I'm not him. Uh, he is a retired Green Beret, former senior sergeant. And he teaches our airmen and women how to survive in the worst circumstance. And that is that, that stuff went really wrong. Uh, the airplane was shot down. Congratulations, you lived. Uh, but the bad news is the Taliban's on the way. You need to, number one, survive. Number two, evade. Number two, resist. Number three, escape. All of these things involve mindset. Joel is going to apply this to businesses. So how do you train your employees for the unknown that's coming? How do you train yourself? How do you make sure you're ready to go mindset wise? He's also going to share some tough, tough lessons from his life. Particularly the lesson that, that the Lord delivered to him to teach Joel that he doesn't always get to be the lion. Sometimes he gets to be the lamb. It's called to do that. I am introducing Joel at this event. I understand this is a national podcast. I understand that this event is in Idaho. I'm promoting it because I so want to meet as many people as I can there. My table did sell out six people. So I am excited to meet those six people and to talk. I will be at the event. Joel is the focus in his message, but I would be pleased to meet you. You get information at the toddhermanshow.com. There's a link to the event. So if you're in any of the surrounding areas, I would love to meet you and I'll stay as long as it takes to shake everybody's hand and to spend some time. Regina writes to the Todd Herman show. Todd, I like your work, but for some reason you just can't let go of personal attacks on President Trump. It's a great sin to judge someone else's motivation as well as behavior. Every comment you made comes from an assumption in this regard that could be interpreted many ways that are positive as well. Be very careful to give facts is what you want without your personal spin. For example, is it any wonder that Trump defends his presidential positions when he's being endlessly attacked? Is that his bigness, as you say, or an important strategy to help people have confidence in their leader in a time when that's so important when the media is telling them every other thing? Is Trump perfect? I, but we still don't want your negative baggage. We want the facts, such as Trump said this. Not Trump said this, and I've decided it's because he's a narcissist. This is especially problematic given that he spent two-thirds of his wealth so far defending and promoting us. He's got nothing but grief at every second. We can't even fathom, and there's absolutely nothing to gain and everything to lose. This is why God protected him and raised him up despite the unthinkable opposition. Please, Todd, you're really good at this stuff, but pull out the personal judging. It only feeds your own negative stuff and sends your, out your issues in your audience. It acts as a curse. Purrs your way. God bless you. You can do it. Ah, oh, Regina, I love you. I thank you for the uh, honest note. I thank you for communicating so clearly to me. And I thank you to, for listening. And I thank you for loving God. And I just want to ask you this. What part of my show is not my opinion? Yep, I share a lot of facts. We, I think, share more COVID facts than anybody in media. I think we share more facts about leftist organizing and gender ideology and critical race theory. I think that we really, really work hard on that front. And I always share my opinion. 
I'm an opinionist. And I will never take a pledge to not criticize a person, ever. I will never take a pledge of loyalty to a person other than my wife. And in that case, I've pledged that to God. And to her, but mostly to God. We both have. I'll never break my pledge. In the case of President Trump, if I'm assuming motive, you, you, you see that I'm assuming. You yourself are smart enough to say, that's Todd's assumption and I disagree. And there ends the magic. You and I probably agree on the big picture. I definitely agree that the attacks against Trump are obscene. It's the reason that I came to his side. When I saw what the media was willing to do to this man, when I saw what the corrupt FBI was willing to do to this man, when I saw what the corrupt criminal Clinton clan was willing to do to this man, and by the way, Regina, there I am with my opinion about them. When I speak of the president's flaws, I would love it if you would give me some specifics. I would say this, my frustrations with President Trump are these. Number one, he has got to stop touting the injections. The facts are they're, they are useless, injurious, and deadly. My opinion is President Trump got conned because President Trump didn't want 30% of people in this country to die. I think President Trump did a magnificent job daily communicating with people about this virus. He was right when he said it's a flu. I wish the president had stuck with his initial assessment, but they lied to him. 30% of people are going to die. The president must come around on this or Regina, it's my opinion that they are painting the way to hang this around that man's neck. Collins fled the CDC Redfield fled the CDC. Fauci is fleeing the CDC. Countless people fled the FDA, particularly on the so-called vaccine team, because they were astonished and aghast and terrified that the FDA intends to shoot kids up with this garbage. They don't want their names attached to this. Someone somewhere will pay. They would rather have it be Trump than St. Fauci. So I talk a lot about that because I don't want that to happen to President Trump. I also talk about the fact that we owe him a great, huge debt. Only Donald John Trump gave us the clear vision on what the party is willing to do. And Regina, I believe that the Lord called him for that. The Lord called this man who is wired to withstand with tax that would have crumbled any other Republican. Other Republicans would have resigned rather than go through this. So to close out, I am not ever going to take a pledge of loyalty to another man. I will never not share my honest opinion. And I hope that we can agree, Regina, that you and I on the big picture agree, particularly on the need to love God with all our heart and all our soul and to hold him above all others. I so appreciate the challenge, Regina. I am so, so thankful you took the time to write to us. This is the Todd Herman Show. We so appreciate your support using the share buttons. The best way the show grows, it's the, 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 
the, the very best way. So please go be well, be strong, be kind, and as always, as always, let's all endeavor to be right with God.